You're listening to Nick Snacks on KFKA, hosted by Nick Kenny and Alyssa Sanchez. Nick is a financial advisor with Edward Jones Investments and the voice of the Colorado Grit. Alyssa, a self-proclaimed local hero, is a proud cat owner and brings balance to Nick's antics. Nick Snacks touches on Nick and Alyssa's passions and interests, as well as local and global conversation starters through their perspectives, offering unique insights to the world's happenings. Prepare to be entertained during this thought-provoking and entertaining show. Welcome to Nick Snacks with Alyssa. You are on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Northern Colorado's voice in the Aloe Fiber Studios. Woo. It's awesome. You're almost wearing Aloe Fiber Green. I know. I've been... More of I had a olive. I had a hair change recently. I was feeling like that was one of my goals on my bingo sheet this year. I'm trying to get them all. I'm knocking a good amount of them off early. I'm surprising myself with that. So I wanted to do something fun with my hair. So I wear. I dyed a part of my hair green. So I've been wearing a lot of green since then. It's shockingly difficult to match two outfits. Green, so. Greens or with green in general? Just having a green little bit in my hair, I, I, it makes everything look a little different now. Ah. Yes. I have gray in my hair. But gray goes with everything. That it does. Yes. Not everything. Except for gold. Oh. Well, I am a, like if it's like a silver and gold, I'm a mixed metals person, so I like it. There's a song from, well... I remember it from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, oh, the silver and gold. like the claymation one? Yeah. I just got the CD of that soundtrack at ARC. CD? Mm-hmm. Like records are a thing now, especially for the younger generation. Yes, especially with our new record store downtown, Downtown Sound. It's yeah, awesome. I'm excited. Uh, John Jankow is, is, is an owner. I'm still trying to wrap my head around the CD, though, because oh. my nephew, he's 13, and he, he, got a, he wanted a record player for Christmas. Yes. And when we went over there for Christmas, he was so happy to, to play records. Yes. You know what? We were scrambling trying to figure out what to talk about. We're talking about records and CDs. I love it. Here's, I, I think it's cool. I never had a record player growing up. Mm-hmm. We, my parents had one. Mostly, I remember them listening to Christmas albums, mm-hmm. but you know it, it's a it's coming back. I don't mm-hmm. know if it, hip or if it's a fan. Yeah, I don't know. But I have a hard time listening to one entire album from start to finish. I think it it is. Uh... It's kind of like each different way to listen to music suits a different type of listener. So I think streaming services are really well suited to people who like to like ADHD. discover. Yeah, oh, like sorry. people who yeah. want. Yes, exactly. Though. <laughs> people who want to discover lots of different things, like want to listen to this song they like and this song they like, and like people who really know their tastes. I struggle sometimes with um, streaming services because sometimes I just really do. Like, I want it to be curated for me and, like, curated, but not specifically curated to me. You know, the day lists are great, but it's so magical listening to an album start to finish. Like, they really think about what, how an album flows, like, not as an all artist. Of them. Not all of them, but a, but a lot of them do. And even if they don't think about it, every song is, you know, they were all made and put on the same, you know, beast. 
there. Are you just talking about Taylor Swift? Because there's a lot of garbage out there. I'm pretty sure they don't think about the album at all. They're just like, what garbage? Okay, well, that sounds. Just, I think there was an artist recently that kind of maybe we talked about in the show. I'm having deja vu at the at the moment. Who was really intentional about the 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 album mm-hmm. and what songs were in which order? And, yeah, you know, almost told a story concept album. Yeah, you know, and I think I mean I would have a hard time not listening to that all the way through if it was intended for that. I don't know if everything well, is so well, vocalist. I mean, if I'm like it's to a movie soundtrack, I want to go you know through to through, but well, vocalists. I, I don't know enough about it, but I'm curious. A good example. So, like, if you're talking about a concept album, so many albums are concept albums that you don't realize. So, like, Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys is, like, the original concept album. So, that has, like, Wouldn't It Be Nice, like, all the the real hits and classics. You don't realize that those are in chronolo- in the order of the album telling the story of a relationship when you hear them one off. You know, they one's about a breakup, one's about first meeting, one's about wishing you could live together, like... And then when you listen to them in order, it's you really get to be like, oh, this tells a story. You know, the David Bowie's Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust is the same. A lot of those songs are really popular songs. And then when you listen to them all, you're like, oh, this is kind of about an alien invasion and saving the planet and like all this other stuff. So when those are all, I don't know, introduced to the world, mm-hmm. you know, I just remember a Sunday night and Casey Case, I'm going through the the, the top 40 you don't get those stories. You get that mm-hmm. one little snippet, and mm-hmm. then you really like that song, and then you buy the album, but you're really partial to that song, and either don't take the time to go through that journey, or it's fully communicated. I mean, unless you're, oh gosh, with CDs, this takes me back yes. to where you open up that little flap. The, yep. And you have sometimes the lyrics of everything, <laughs> and half the time, you know, many of us are passive listeners to music. Mm-hmm. Even, I mean, I. I'm that way now. It's it's background to me. I'm not very intentional with mm-hmm. what I'm listening to unless I'm at a concert or pretty much that's it. What did you how, say? How Sorry, you, I didn't hear. I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, well done. With you know, unless you're following along really intentionally with the lyrics, you know what they are. Where that song triggered you, but how do you know? Oh yeah, the CD is a start to finish on this person's journey and this whatever. How do you tell? An audience now, and like with my nephew, I love him, but even he was only listening to a song or two on the record before swapping it out with something else. I think that defeats the purpose of the record player. I I agree with your second point. I think the I love the like resurgence of records. I have a not a large, but I have a record collection of my own. I think it's especially for younger kids. It's about it's just about getting them started. Like it's about if you want to be a music lover and think critically about music in that way, and you have the time, and it doesn't have to be something you do all the time, just in your own pockets. It's a good way to get started to like hear a song and be like, oh, I guess now I have to kind of listen to the whole album. Or if you love a specific artist, I do think the way that we listen has changed a lot with streaming. So it is interesting seeing. People buying records, like the way they do it is really different now. Like I really only buy records. I don't need to buy records from my favorite artists. Like I can, if I want to, I'll get a CD, which is a whole different thing. But I get records that look like really, like they interest me and maybe I haven't heard of the artist before. And then, and then I can do research and I can learn and it's like a whole, it's a whole thing, you know? Who I, has the record, do you think, for amount of records? Oh gosh, I don't know. It might be in 
the Guinness Book of World Records. Oh, bravo! <laughs> There's a. Uh, I want to just poke so many holes in that. Yeah. For I don't need a record of my favorite artist. I'll just get the CD. I know that's a personal. I am. I'm more into right now collecting CDs. I don't know why. I think it's just because that is what I grew up with. So it's like people who collect records when they grew up with them. I grew up with CDs. CD towers used to be the thing, you know, having all your CDs on display and and, uh, or the CD binder. Remember those? Oh, I have several. Gosh, there was nothing, you know, over the course of humans driving, you know, for no seatbelts, then drinking and driving was allowed. And uh, the riskiest thing I remember in, in my high school years was driving while sifting through those CD binders and yes. trying to swap out the CD that's in in the uh the the console. Imagine doing your mascara while driving. I know several women who have done that. While changing their CD while dri- <laughs> driving a standard <laughs> yeah. while uh Yeah, they might as well. Yep. And when you say you know women who've done that. Are you talking about yourself? See, I can't because I'm a glasses wearer. Mm-hmm. So I, I couldn't I could not drive without my glasses on and I don't wear contacts. I mean you can drive oh, I, without your glasses. I guess. But my glasses for me are depth this is the whole thing. They're depth perception. So I I couldn't I couldn't tell how far away the vehicles were. So It'd so tell scary. me if you weren't wearing him. And you were walking around. Oh, would, would you run into walls? Yes, I do all the time. I do anyway without right. without my glasses. Like I would like to see plus. that. It's uh no. <laughs> it's, uh, it's embarrassing. So, anyway. <laughs> back to retro- yeah, we're gonna hand it to you. I like the C D collection. I Thank like the you. nostalgia. Uh, streaming services. First, I got rid of my Audible. I paused Audible because I didn't nice. lose everything because of your recommendation about what I'm already paying for Spotify, which yes. I – of all my subscriptions of streaming services, mm-hmm. Netflix, HBO Max, Apple, uh, I love, I think, Spotify the most because <sighs> I hate commercials. I agree. Although I will say Spotify does not it, – it, the Spotify paying their artists is an ongoing battle uh, yeah but i also i think it's great to provide access to music well nick i'm i'm glad you hate the thing that makes the station money <laughs> commercials radio ah yes commercials <laughs> i mean well i hate yeah. financial advisors <laughs> well well i take that as a personal attack yeah. <laughs> the commercials one maybe wasn't meant to be but yeah, yeah i agree i think spotify is a good a great like service to have even if you don't pay for the subscription the i love the playlists that they create you can like you can i love to look up a really niche thing like the way i'm feeling or like i don't know just like a random like radio station tuesday afternoon like you could look that up and someone's made a playlist with that like aesthetic in mind because it's everybody's playlists are public what is sometimes the the playlists are okay but sometimes they'll like Throw in a Metallica in with something that it just doesn't belong. Like Chuck yeah. Berry and Metallica, why are those back to back? Just because I Ripping like both on songs. The guitar. Uh, I'm still feeling sheepish that I said I hate commercials. I need to. <laughs> I'm not going to backpedal. I don't mind commercials when I'm expecting them. Yes. You know, watching live TV, listening to the radio, but it's when I'm. Don't want to be interrupted. I'm in a moment. Yes. Also, great choice of song, Mike. Yes. That's been in my head since Alyssa mentioned it. (laughs) Well, we'll be back. More coming up with Nick Snacks and Alyssa. We'll be right back after these commercials.
Mountain Dew. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be the Six Flags guy. You know? The old man? Oh, the Venga Bus song? Uh, I guess, yeah. My aunt has a rendition of that song that is not appropriate for radio or commercials or anything, but it's my... I love that for her. (laughs) She was a lyricist. Oh, beautiful. Indeed. Wow. Well, not professionally. (laughs) That's beautiful. That's where you get it from, clearly. Uh, So we're chatting streaming services. Music for now, uh, you know, when when music streaming really took off, other than, you know, LimeWire and all that that stuff that ages some of us millennials and, and older, uh, Pandora was really hot for a long time. And I ended up just really disliking Pandora. Hmm. One, I don't think maybe it's changed. Because can you have playlists now? No. I mean, I'm a Spotify person. I love having mm-hmm. playlists. And as you said earlier, the you can find a playlist for literally I can't say literally but kind just of about yes. everything. There was a Susan and I had dinner, I don't know, a month or so ago and I'm like, what music you know, I played on 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 um my I say sound system in air quotes, it's just a bunch of Amazon Alexa scattered to <laughs> there's no nothing it's a you know yes, the I greatest like it. of sound systems. But she goes, I'm I want happy peppy jazz. So I typed in Happy Peppy Jazz to Spotify, and sure, yes. there was a playlist for yes. Happy Peppy Jazz. Of course. I typed in commercials into Spotify, and there was a playlist of commercials. So right now, I'm listening to a laxative commercial. That's, oh, that's uh, awesome. Wow. That's awesome. I. Uh, this sounds like they haven't cleaned out that playlist in a while. <laughs> oh, I'm waiting for it. Bad joke alert. Bad joke alert. Bad joke alert. Bad joke alert. That's Congratulations. Oh. You've received the Nick Kenny Bad Joke Award for your despicably bad joke. <laughs> this is not an honor. Wait. You have brought shame upon yourself and your family. I gave myself an Go award. Go Broncos. <laughs> nice. I can't wait for that to be played with somebody else when I'm not even in studio. Of, yes. Wow, I really had a bad joke there. Yes. Yeah, but they have to know who Nick Kenny is. Or not. I mean, that's, Spread your legend. I feel like there aren't a lot of people who would be in the studio at least and not know. Yeah, that's true. And I, oh, was it, what's that line from Parks and Rec? You just got jammed. Yes, you I need, just got jammed. You need, you just got punned. Yes, I like puns. Anyhow, back to the music. Pandora. I think they lost their way. Spotify, uh, playlist for literally anything. However, I will say a lot of my like recommended ones are a little too similar. Yes, that's the. I've noticed that too. Spotify's algorithm can get a little, a little dicey. I've just recently went into my settings, and you can turn off. There's a feature where Spotify will play things in playlists in order of how similar it is to the last song you played. So it'll try to create a good flow for you. But sometimes you don't want that. Like you can turn that off, and that's nice. Have you used the Spotify Daylist feature? Uh, yes, I am. It's awesome. That can be a bit. Uh, I, I let's see. What are my top? Yes. What's your day list currently called? I'll look up mine. A lot of mine, but I stream Spotify through my work, like a Bluetooth speaker in my work, and a lot of it's just, you know, really okay background music for an office, restaurant, mm. lounge, background music is my daily mix <laughs> number one. Well, no, your day list, not daily mix. 
What's what, what's a day so list? So go to your go to your search bar and just look up day list. Spotify gives you a playlist that they update multiple times a day, and it's based on what you usually listen to. So mine is very appropriate, and it is spring winter afternoon. So it's got like Odie Lee, Indigo De Souza, Katie Kirby. Artists that I, Frankie Cosmos, artists that I usually listen to at this. Is there just one day list or are there multiple? Just, uh, yeah, there's just one. Because okay. I've got like daily mix one, daily no, mix two. No, this is daily different than three. daily mix. It's your day list. Okay, magical 2020s afternoon. Yes. You listened to Rebellious and Studying in the afternoon. Yeah, and it'll update in oh, a few so hours. Oh, like based on the time of the day. Yes. Where, where's huh. this day list? Just look it up, day list, and yours will show up. So mine is because I listen to hipster and oh, I shouldn't have said that hipster and alternative in the afternoon, and then I have vibes similar to that. Have you heard of Goblin Core? Yes. Why do I have a Goblin Core? What's Goblin Core? <laughs> goblin Core. Describe it. I'm looking it up online too. So oh, I don't know if I can describe Goblin Core super well. Some of the titles are so like there's Goblin Core, there's Bubble Grunge, there's Goblin Core is essentially a dark or unseely version of Fairy Core in Celtic myth. Fae are separated by the beautiful and generally what? So it's like musically, I would assume Goblin Core is kind of like uh, dark mystic, daring instrumental trickery with a sharp yes. sense of musical wit. Yes, so Goblin Core. How the heck did I get Goblin Core? Well, ma- a... do you listen to soundtracks? Oh yeah, that's how. Oh, there's an anti-anxiety mix. Yes. The Daylist is awesome. The Daylist has kind of swept the uh, Spotify users. It's like the most recent big thing. So it's mm. it's fun to see. They give you really funny titles. So for like a week straight, I had soul crushing in my titles. I don't know what they thought was wrong with me, but I had like soul crushing Tuesday afternoon, soul crushing writer morning, like just random so you Stop. hate soul music is what you're saying. I guess. And I shoes. don't know. Well, yeah. I, was good. I, just, I have her admitting on the air that she hates soul music. I do not. I promise I do not. But yeah. Do you also hate soul is, food? No. Well, I'm vegan though. So like. This, uh, that Spotify now has kind of opened up. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of wow. You know, when I, other than have, you know, background music, love that for mm-hmm. just my I need to have that, you know, background noise, the white noise, the whatever that I'm not paying a lot of attention to, no matter almost any any setting. But with Stranger Things coming out, you know, you had your Vecna song or your mm-hmm. your upside down playlist, and I was like, that's pretty dang neat that it compiled yes. this. And then it had, you know, last year in review. Did they do that for 2023? Because I didn't have something pop up. Said, they hey. did. If you haven't found it, I can send you your link. I just didn't scroll enough, I guess. That's okay. It comes out, I think, on... It's always on, like, December 1st is when Spotify wrapped drops. Sometimes they do it, like, a few days early, so the site doesn't That's what it's called. Mm -hmm. My day list is very weird. What is it? So I've got a song by Advance, who you've never heard of, Judas Priest, Cobra Spell, who I've never heard of, Bruce Dickinson, um, Striker, Therion, my favorite band, and uh, I can't pronounce this. Well, what's uh, it but, called? Yeah, there's there's some weird stuff what's in my daily called? playlist. Does it have a title? It's Daylist, right? Uh, no, they name it. Ah, uh, something something metal Tuesday afternoon. Nice. Mine just my top one says Daylist. Let me see. Look, 
date list. Yeah, but for all you users out there, you got to click it. Oh, that was the one I just. <laughs> yeah, okay. and then that, and then that's your that's your title. It's oh, funny. Oh yeah, that, that's okay. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's funny to see the the titles change. It's huh. It's awesome. Challenge that if you don't have a Spotify daylists playlist top. Uh, how fun! It's, okay, so it's crazy. New wave of traditional heavy metal. It, I thought it was an actual word, but it is just stands for new wave of traditional heavy metal. Nice. So it's cool. I like the daylists because they, in my opinion, they have a lot more music that you haven't heard, mm. but it often makes. It ends up being music that you like. And they also, Spotify added a new feature where if you click on a playlist, like the three dots, you can add all the songs from that playlist to another playlist. So if you don't want, you like your day list, you don't want to lose it, just make a playlist titled what the day list is called and boom. That's a lot of lists. And I know, I know. It's awesome though. Now with, I, I, like I said earlier, I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of them are repetitive from playlist to playlist or yes. daily mix to daily mix. Mm-hmm. Do you have to, because a lot of, oh, I like that. I don't remember which one it was. I forgot to press the heart button or the. They don't have the heart button anymore. What What the hell? No. Go to your listening history. But how does it know I like it if I haven't given all the likes that I need to? I think it does an algorithm based more on what songs you skip and what songs you don't. Actually, that's fair. I skip more songs than I like. Like yeah, songs. Me too. I can't skip because I have commercials because I refuse to pay. See, We're going to go out with uh, a song that's in my daily playlist. Nice. I love it. Spotify. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Nick Snacks with Alyssa as we're talking all things records, streaming, streaming, daylists, playlists. It never ends. Headbanging in the background. Yes. All the good stuff. Lists. Many lists to come. Alyssa's lists. Alista. Al- yep. I went there. Sounds like a villain. It does. It does. Bad joke alert. Oh, thank you. That bad was, joke alert. That was, oh, that was a bad joke. Apologize immediately. Go Broncos. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Well. So we were talking in the break. This is just morphing into a full music episode and a lawsuit that's out there. I don't know enough about this. Alyssa brought yes. it up. Um, for artists not getting paid enough or even at all if they don't mm-hmm. have enough likes or clicks or whatever on Spotify. So, I mean, artists notoriously have been under paid undeserved. Yes. however you know and i'm gonna play devil's advocate because mm-hmm. you know, i will too for, don't worry for both yeah i have i have mixed feelings so spotify i mean let's let's go back the only time you know when i was a kid if i didn't have a cd of my favorite song we were listening to the radio hoping we could catch it and then press you know record on the cassette tape and then we'd have the cassette <laughs> tape of it you know and then you'd always <laughs> risk recording over that or i don't know i mean it was just the trials and tribulations of of 
That's crazy. The 90s. That's crazy. And, you know, artists were who knows what kind of compensation for how many plays on a radio. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, it was it was record sales and CDs and cassettes or whatever else. Now we have streaming services and YouTube, where you can almost find anything that's ever been created. Mm-hmm. You, you can, I'm sure, in some, some capacity. Mm-hmm. But that accessibility wasn't around 20, 30 years ago. Now it is. And the, that they're not what, – what's fair compensation for that because that was unheard of 30 right. years ago or, you know, when you're making these deals with uh, with record companies or studios to even record your album and then now doing it by yourself. This yeah, the DIY overhead. scene is huge too. So a lot of people – like indie has become not even a genre anymore because so many people are independent artists because you really can now with technology do it yourself. I agree. It's it's tricky. I think it's like a, a two-sided situation because I think the accessibility of music is great and you have people you know reaching fans and like levels of stardom and also just like you know, there's so much space to love music now because it's not limited to how much money you have to buy one record or one CD. Like you pay $10 a month, $12, I think it just went up and you have access to everything, which is great. You can diversify so much. And then also, like you said, these artists don't get paid well because, I mean, from Spotify and from streaming services. We're talking DIY, right? Yeah, like the the DIY scene in general, but even other artists, like any no artist is unless you are uh, Taylor Swift, uh, you know, a Beyonce. You're not making money from streaming, but I think it's caused this this like way of music consumers and big fans to be aware that the ways to support the people that you like is through merch tours, you know, buying records, you know, like. I think if you're on a tour, like though, you're fine. That that person, I mean, we'll use Taylor Swift as, as an example, who made so much yes. money this summer from the tours, from and you know, and she did a lot. She gave back to to the crew, to mm-hmm. truck drivers, to you know, the economy it brings in or mm-hmm. it brought into Denver. I mean, there was a stat that I know I shared that the money raised that weekend in Denver from Taylor Swift was larger than some of the smallest countries in the world's entire gross domestic product. Wow. And that was from one person for one concert weekend in right. one state capital and they did, you know, dozens that sounds of those. made up. <laughs> now, no, that's a fact and I don't lie all the time. Uh, <laughs> often. But, you know, we'll say some of the local artists, you know, who are doing covers but also have a lot of their own original work, you know, they're making CDs and hope that people buy them. Okay, great, but long term that's not Enough for them to sustain a music career if, you know, mm-hmm. they're until they're on tour, which you just musicians just hustle like you just have to have the mindset. And I know, you know, this from working in the music world, too, like you don't ever as a musician just get to have one job really ever like you are uh like you are ho- teaching classes, you're playing shows, you're, you know, doing studio sessions, you're, you know, helping your friends with whatever they need. Like even like things like hosting trivias and like you just are comfortable on a stage. So you you do whatever you need to do. And I think that's what so many musicians love about being a musician is you do get to do. 
is anything. it worth a campaign for, say, some independent artists? Mm-hmm. Of Great. I play at a couple places around town on Friday and Saturday night. Instead of buying this one CD, everyone like it on Spotify and share it to the world. You know, does that help? I don't know. I don't know the yeah, I think, or anything. Yeah, I think yes. Not in the same way. Like, ideally, people are already, you know, why not do both? Why not do both? And also, a lot of musicians do have Bandcamp, and that's a a streaming service that you can purchase songs on. It's kind of similar to iTunes, but not exactly. You can purchase songs or like they'll do. I know like Phoebe Bridgers is a really popular artist. She has one of her most popular songs. Uh, which maybe is up for debate, but her song Waiting Room, it's not available on Spotify. It's only available on Bandcamp, so you have to purchase it. And that's a, a good way to, I don't think the profits are going to her for that. I think that's a donation that she's doing, but to that's think, one um, way. I, I would disagree with you. Music oh. music uh, has... Phoebe Bridges' song Waiting Room is available on Spotify. I think it just got put on Spotify, but it wasn't available for a long time on Spotify because it was on an album that was shared with several different artists and it was a, a collaborative project that they had done. Hmm. Yeah, it's Lost Ark Studio mm-hmm. Volume 8. Mm-hmm. We were talking about this on the Nerd Show earlier of deep fakes and how bamboozled I have been, Scott mm-hmm. had been, Mike, I'm sure at some point have been bamboozled by a deep fake, you know, which is, you know, oh, this is a trailer of a movie coming out, this, that, or the other. Uh, things became so accessible and easy. And of course, with the internet, it's like, wow, this, I, I don't know, sometimes I feel like I live under a rock, even hosting a nerd show. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I think with music as well, and I'm just trying, you know, kind of having epiphanies of things we've already heard with people having access to anything instantaneously. Yeah. So the desire to – there's no buildup. There's no anticipation. And I, I miss that – like for me as a child with, with Christmas, building up and building up. I mean that was the, the eye on the prize when you started school or halfway through that fall semester rut. And you're like, but we have Christmas break. We have Santa. We have presents. We have mm-hmm. this. But now one day shipping with Amazon or get mm-hmm. this at a click of a button or this with a streaming service, not waiting – you know, uh, us building that anticipation. So we've all become, as consumers, just uh, deaf and blind to, mm-hmm. to and music with the Philharmonic in town. Okay, well, why would I want to go hear the Greeley Phil play Beethoven's Fifth when I could listen to the London Philharmonic right now on Spotify? Right. And then that fight is, well, but it's not live. It's right. not, you know, you're not in that experience, that immersive you know, surround sound experience, or even if it's a live person, your favorite artist, uh, or just somebody locally that you love to hear, there's just something about that magic of it. But mm-hmm. we don't get that because we're just click, click. I think about this a lot with technology too, and I think it's the the idea of like digital citizenship and like the idea of being responsible with your kind of consumption and the access to things that you have and maintaining the things that you value like i i do have access to spotify so i do have access to listening to things but if an artist that i love is in town i will almost always go like i have to because i love these people and i if i listen to their music all the time they deserve to get you know compensated for that and it's great to see it like it's you just gotta keep yourself accountable i think but it's hard folks i I say keep listening (laughs) 
<laughs> but go do something live. Yeah. Come down to the studio and watch a live Nick Snacks recording with Alyssa. <laughs> yes. Micah's, never mind. I take that back. Micah says no. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more Nick Snacks after this. Welcome back to Nick Snacks. I looked down right as the point. I was like, the music's dimming. And Micah was still in the same, like... Groove. Yeah. Yes. The Micah vibe. Yes. The Mibe. Nah. Nah. <laughs> Let's throw that one out. I'm not I'm not going to play that, that clip a third time. But... Like, you know that's a bad joke. I, I'm aware. I have that fairly often. <laughs> well, well, we're, top, we're talking music. Streaming? We are. So I was thinking, well, Micah asked a great question. We'll get to that in a moment. Yes. Um, it wasn't really what I was thinking. It was uh, kind of this idea I had years ago, you know, wanting to go to Denver for, I don't know, a big Broadway show or something coming in. You know, yeah. where tickets are 150 bucks and yeah. um, just inaccessible and hard. Okay. Well, what kind of reward system could I have in place, like treating yourself mm-hmm. of like... I don't know. Maybe I'll go to two local productions, maybe high school productions, because um, one they need, need support too beyond just their you know teachers and parents mm-hmm. and I don't know. Give them a little dose of. You know, plus, I think it helps to add the experience of what's going on in your town. Yes. And then okay, well maybe something I don't know like uh, the dinner theater or oh, then you like kind of work up. Oh, I, I've done all these things like a punch card for yeah, subs or something. Yeah, I love that. Like, treat yourself. And I. You could do that like sporting events too. Awesome. I love football. I want to go to a Broncos game, but tickets are really expensive. I can go, well, you know, okay, I'll go to a couple high school football games and go rah rah for the local team nearby. All right, I'll go to a UNC game or a CSU game and then, you know, build up to that that Broncos game. I don't know, kind of tearing. It helps, I don't know, instead of just going to one big thing right. to experience at all. Otherwise, we won't have that down the road. I love that. I, I view, I like budget really hard in a lot of other areas of my life. So that way I can afford to go to the shows that I do want to go to. But I never thought about it in a, like internal way like that of doing, because I, I go to a, a decent amount, and but a, not a ton of them are in town. Like I don't really... It's horrible, but I just I don't see a ton of shows in Greeley. I go to like you know the the different nights they have at distilleries and coffee shops in town, but not. I don't ever go to shows. It's a good. It's a good. I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that. <laughs> there's a lot of things happening around too. You know, there's a lot of venues, most of which, at least in the area, are not really conducive to live music. It's overwhelming and yes. a little too stimulating to the senses. Yes, and I I don't want to flee to Fort Collins as often as I do, but I've found I think a good pivot for me is Fort Collins versus Denver because that's where I'm from. So that's I'm really comfortable going to shows in Denver. I've done it since I was a kid. So now going and if and if an artist does two nights, which I've had several do this year, do a a show in Denver and a show in Fort Collins, which to me is strange, but I like it. 
then I'll go to the Fort Collins show instead because it's, you know, I, the people that I meet there also live at least in the northern part of the state and they know what they know about Greeley at least a little and it's that helps in a way <laughs> <laughs> in a way yes i need to see more shows in greeley i know there i know they exist and the, the moxie is a good venue and i've seen stuff there but just not that's recently. true that is a good venue mm-hmm. it's just uh yeah for for the smaller one i mean summer is the most ideal when you have patios and mm-hmm. um for me if, if something's too loud and micah we both can attest I am always asking for my ear, ear, um, yeah. my headphones to be turned down because it's just so loud all the time when we start, and, and my hearing is already compromised because right. of uh, you know years in the music. Brass player, yeah. <laughs> set up, so I'm gonna. Yeah. Just, um, I don't like too much sound and noise, and sporting events is hard where it's just I don't know chaos. Yeah. You can, can't you get those little earplugs that the bands loops? use? There's that. There's uh, yeah. um, other ones too that don't like dampen the sound. It's just like turning the volume down. But yeah, like, I use earplugs. I always, I usually I have them in my keychain. I don't today, but I take them almost everywhere I go because it's especially yeah, like you said, working in the world of music. Gosh, if you lose once you lose your hearing, I have so many people in the production area now that tell me like once it's gone, you never get it back. Like it's not worth it. Well, on hearing aids too, you know, I know some folks with hearing aids and uh, they're all well and done until you can't, I don't know, when it gets to, if it's too much auxiliary noise, like an mm-hmm. open coffee house, there doesn't even have to be live music, but just enough of the regular background chatter and they can't, they have to leave because it's, it's too loud because they're, you know, mm-hmm. um, hearing aids are up so loud or, you know, God forbid a fire alarm or something goes oh. off and, you know, yeah. I remember that scene from Seinfeld where Elaine puts, you know, somebody she's dating's hearing aids in, didn't really believe that he was deaf, and then a fire alarm goes off. And at the, anyway, it's comical. And uh. <laughs> I mean, comical in the sense that it didn't actually happen, but mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. Like that do happen. And I think there's too many musicians and production people, well, uh, my hearing's already bad enough. Why are you? No. There oh, are yeah. $15 ear, ear plugs. Yes. On, and, you know, you look like a little alien with these little plastic tubes poking out of your ears, but... But also, they have nice uh, ones too. What about you know we have AirPods and everything now. That's yes. not great for hearing when you just have that direct sound into your listening tubes. Yeah, I do appreciate that the Apple products will tell you if you're listening at a good volume. Like if you go to your like you swipe down menu, it'll tell you if it's a healthy volume or not. And you can also add like ambient sound to your music to kind of dampen it, which is nice. So if you're a listener to heavy percussive or loud music that is a good way to go hmm. it's a good way to do it yes i like this music episode we ended me too that. we have a, a good clo- question from micah i can't really answer that i i i he asked what's the best album concept yes. album but album i don't have one yeah i challenged myself a few months ago to somebody asked me what are five albums somebody could listen to to get to know you better so i was in a way prepared for this you know i would challenge you to come up with five albums and then five books i i countered with five books that someone could read to get to know you better not just your favorite but the I, ones that speak to you i could do the five books a little easier i don't think i was in a position to where i listened to enough albums from start to finish 
at least at a point where I was really conscientious about what uh. I, you know, enjoyed. Mm. For me, a lot of that was sound like, okay, I'm going to listen to The Empire Strikes Back because it's a cold and snowy day, and that just makes sense to me. Not, uh, oh, I really like, you know, as you said uh, for the Beach Boys earlier. Right. Of how thought, how thoughtful and intentional they were with uh, with that um, that album. Yeah. Well, when yeah. you do five Lisa, songs, you're on the, you're oh, on the hot, my, hot seat. I'm on the hot seat. Okay, some albums that I, I really like. I'm a big Regina Spector fan. So Far, her album Far is great. It's a very piano-heavy album. That's a good one. A newer artist, her name is Lady Lamb. That's her kind of stage name. And she has two albums that I love. She has more, but um, the most recent one is called In the Mammoth Nothing of the Night. And it is a crazy album because she re-recorded and released almost every song she'd written uh, and remixed them. So there, it's like... All the songs the first time the way she did them already. And then she does them in another style. So like she did a lot of them in like a jazz, a heavy jazz style. And it was like no explanation. She just re-released her songs twice on one album. And then at the end, there's like six or seven new songs, which is really cool. So that is a an album I highly recommend. And then uh, The Rise and Fall of a Midwest Princess. By Chapel Roan. That's a really fun pop album. I like that one. Those are probably my top three right now. Hmm. Top three albums currently. They're good ones. Well, The Rise and Fall of the Midwest Prince was my story. Oh. From Indiana to Colorado. Well, you, maybe you and her should talk. I don't think I've fallen yet. <laughs> and I really don't think I'm a prince. Well, maybe. Hmm. We'll find out. Well, yes. thanks for listening to Nick Snacks with Alyssa. We'll be back maybe next week. And that's our cutoff. <laughs> <laughs>